Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology Today. I'm so grateful you're here with us, and I am very thankful to be your host. We're looking today at Arabia and Israel. I'm not talking about modern relations. I'm talking about in the past and some other things as well. Uh, some of our night podcasts recently, we try to do one every day. I would ask, please check those out and check out our playlist. We've got several hundreds, and, you know, they're valid as they were when they came out. Uh, we're in the Wycliffe Dictionary of Biblical Archaeology by Charles Pfeiffer, put out by Hendrickson. Such a great book. I consider it a kind of a foundational book for biblical studies and one of several. And uh, so we're going to be looking at it from obviously an ancient time period and things around Israel as well. So let's dive in. Thanks for being here. Do uh, again, check out our other podcast. One of the first indications of Egyptian contact with Arabia is a piece of ivory portraying an Asiatic, probably a South Arabian, found in the royal tombs of the first dynasty in Abydos. Beginning with the first dynasty, the pharaohs operated copper and turquoise mines in Sinai. A lot of archaeology there. Done a just a two, three podcast, I think, on that. The frankincense and some disputes about that. The frankincense and myrrh of South Arabia were highly valued by Egyptians for perfume, ointment, incense, and mummification. And I'll tell you, frankincense is still highly valued, like if you do young living oils and all this. These Arabian products were brought to Egypt by caravans to Palestine, as recorded in Genesis 30. Seven, or were transported across the Red Sea to Al Qusor, and along the, and I think that says, yeah, Wadi El. It's very small print in this, but <laughs> Wadi Al Samamat, Samamat, is that Al Hamamat? Anyhow, Wadi Al Hamamat, I think, to the Nile. Please forgive me for that. The earliest recorded contact of the Israelites with the Arabs is recorded in Genesis 37-25, where Joseph's brothers sold him to Arab merchants. Moses spent many years hiding in Midian in northwest Arabia and married a daughter of the priest of Midian, an Arab tribe. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, was sympathetic with Moses' monotheism and worshipped Yahweh. That's Exodus 18. On their way to Canaan, the children of Israel spent 40 years in Sinai in northwestern Arabia, fought Arab tribes like the Amalekites, and received the law. Midianites joined with the Moabites in opposing the passage of the Israelites and were defeated by them. That's Numbers 31. Saul and later David fought against the Amalekites, the Amalekite Bedouin who made raids into southern uh, Palestine. And uh, wasn't Agag. It goes on into Haman in the time of Esther. And this wouldn't be that far away as far as travel from this place to where Persia was. The rise of Saba, S-A-B-A. 10th century B.C., the rulers of Saba or Sheba in this period had the title Makrib and combined political and priestly functions. The Sabaean capital was at Marib, where imposing ruins of a temple and of a great dam are found. 
Among the Arabs who had contact with the Israelites in the 10th century was Obel, who David made chief camel driver. This is 1 Chronicles 27. Solomon had a fleet at Ezion Geber on the Gulf of Aquaba, which traded with Ophir, probably in South Arabia. A lot of different locations speculated of Ophir. May refer to different locations, different places in the Bible. Just like, I mean, like there's a Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, Bethlehem, Israel, you know. Houston County, Georgia, and Houston, Texas, you know, spelled the same. So it's, they did that in ancient world too. Bringing back gold, almug, wood, and precious stones. This is First Kings 9 and 10. The queen of Sheba, who is called uh, Bilouis in Islamic tradition, visited Solomon and brought gold, spices, and precious stones, typical Sabaean merchandise. I think it's B-I-L-Q-I-S, Bilkus, Bilkus, B-I-L-Q-I-S, traditional name of Queen of Sheba in Islam. A lot of people dispute that Sheba's there. Some would think it's Ethiopia, and on and on and so forth. But we're seeing just this enormous connection between Arabia, which if you look on a map, the enormity of Arabia geographically it's just going to have influence on the Holy Land. So God bless. We're going to continue on in the study of the Arabs and Arabia. And I just find it fascinating. Subject of history and archaeology. Discovering the past. I was listening to some Nathaniel Jansen from Harvard University. And how genetics are saying the world is a lot smaller than previously thought. So God bless. We'll talk with you later. Thanks for being here. Bye-bye.